Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Today's podcast is brought to you by newspapers.com, the ultimate destination for exploring the mysteries of the past. If you're fascinated by true crime, get ready to dive into the stories that made headlines. Newspapers.com offers a billion pages of historical newspapers from the U.S. and beyond, and you can search the entire collection in seconds. Their vast newspaper collection is a goldmine for eyewitness accounts, crime scene photos, news reports, and more. Whether you're interested in famous crimes or long-forgotten cases, Newspapers.com gives you a front-row seat to more than 300 years of history. For our listeners, Newspapers.com has a special offer. Use the code CUPOFMURDER for an exclusive 20% discount on your subscription. That's promo code CUPOFMURDER at Newspapers.com. Sign up today and start unraveling the true crime mysteries that keep you up at night. There were two more murders 15 miles well, away. Arrived, the found the telephone we have and a electricity weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. On August 15th, 1958, Lori Bambinic was born. This beautiful woman would one day get mixed up in a murder that she claimed until her dying day she didn't commit and would go to any length to prove it. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Lori Bambinic joined the police academy when she was in her early 20s and had trouble as a female officer before she even really started. The beautiful trainee had an anonymous call reporting that she was smoking marijuana at a party. She was never formally charged and believed the accusation was made by a jealous wife. Nevertheless, she graduated from the academy in 1980 and was assigned to the Southside 2nd District of Milwaukee. From the beginning, she claimed that the male officers were brutal, lazy, apathetic, and corrupt, and that being a woman or a minority of the force was brutal. She would go on to blame all of the problems she would later encounter on these facts. While in the academy, she became close friends with a fellow trainee, Judy Zess. Shortly after graduating, Zess was arrested for smoking marijuana at a concert. And shortly after that, Lori was dismissed from the police department for filing a false report on Zess's arrest. Lori, in an attempt to show the unfairness of the department, sent photos she found of the Milwaukee police officers dancing nude at a party at a local bar. She tried to prove that she was fired for a minor infraction, while the men of the department got away with much more. 
Around the same time, in January of 1981, Lori married a 13-year veteran from the department, Fred Schultz, just a few months after he filed for divorce from his first wife. The couple lived in an apartment with Judy Zess and her boyfriend. On May 28, 1981, at 2.15 a.m., Christine Schultz, ex-wife of Lori's new husband, was murdered by a single shot fired point-blank into her back through her heart. She had been gagged, blindfolded, and her hands were tied in front of her with a rope. Her body was found by her two sons, 7 and 11 years old. The older boy saw the assailant flee and described him as a masked male with a long reddish-colored ponytail. The gun matched Fred Schultz's off-duty revolver, but Fred had an alibi stating he was on duty investigating a burglary with his partner. Though years later, he did admit that they were actually at a bar drinking. Lori, who had been alone the night of the murder, had no alibi and was arrested for the murder on June 24, 1981. Referred to in the press as Bambi, the trial generated tremendous publicity. She was portrayed as a loose woman addicted to expensive living who wanted Christine dead so her husband would not have to pay alimony anymore. This motive, strands of hair matching hers were found at the scene, the purchase of a wig shortly before the murder, as well as her access to the weapon, made her the perfect suspect. The son believed that her husband committed the crime and let Lori take the fall. Lori was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison on March 9, 1982. But this is not where the story stops. Many appeals were filed, such as one stating that evidence was mishandled and another stating that Lori was targeted by the police department because of her role as a key witness in a federal investigation into police corruption. There was even a number of affidavits claiming that a career criminal who had ties with Fred Schultz boasted about killing Christine. Nothing was concrete enough to get Lori out of prison. Lori and Fred divorced in 1983 and, while in prison, met and married the brother of her cellmate, Dominic Ugletti. On July 15, 1990, Lori Bambinic escaped through a laundry room window and was picked up by her new husband. The two fled to Thunder Bay, Ontario, while their story was covered by all of the tabloids. She became something of a folk hero, even having a song written about her and shirts sold saying, Run, Bambi, Run. She was arrested again in October of 1990 after an episode of America's Most Wanted aired. Lori, still asserting her innocence, sought refugee status in Canada. She claimed she was being persecuted by a conspiracy between the police and the judicial system, and the Canadian government showed sympathy. They returned her to Wisconsin, but not before obtaining a commitment that the Milwaukee officials would review her case. The review did not find evidence of crimes by police or prosecutors, but did detail seven major blunders and she won a right to a new trial. Rather than risk a second conviction, Lori Bambinic pleaded no contest to second-degree murder on December 9, 1992. She was sentenced to 20 years, which was commuted to time served. She was released from custody three hours after the hearing after serving a little over 10 years in prison. She suffered from many personal problems after her release, including PTSD and alcoholism. In 2002, she either fell or jumped from a second-story window, breaking her leg so badly it had to be amputated while filming an episode of Dr. Phil. 
She claimed that she was confined by handlers and was injured trying to escape. In November of 2010, Lori Babinik died in hospice of kidney failure. She insisted she was innocent until the day she died. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on August 16th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.